Welcome in today, guys. We have a very special guest, somebody that's very dear to my heart, somebody that I kind of look as a friend, uh, first and foremost, but also somebody that I looked up to as like, you know, kind of like a mentor. And that's actually why I wanted to get him on today for you guys. Um, this guy is, you know, known uh, globally as a coach, um, but I wanted to bring him in so you guys kind of know the man behind the name. And the name is Hugh Jackson. We have, you know, a very special guest today, Hugh Jackson. Hugh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Hey, glad to be here. It's glad to have you on, bud. And, uh, you know, it's good to set some time aside to just kind of, you know, sit, get, you know, I wanted to bring you on to where we could give people some value and people kind of say, hey, you know what, I, I understand who Jackson is a little bit better today. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, um, you know, our relationship um, spans back a little time now, and I'm just thankful and grateful and, and blessed that you're a part of my life. Same, same here, coach. And that's the truth is that you're a really great man. Um, and I've known that since actually before I even reached out to you and, and you know, seeing the things that you were doing with your foundation, uh, do you want to kind of speak on that? Yeah, I have a foundation called the Hugh Jackson Foundation, HughJackson.org, and uh, we deal in human trafficking. Uh, it's one of the uh, worst kept secrets, I should say, in the world. Uh, globally, it's an issue. Uh, it, it's happening in, in right around the corner from where you are now, where I am. Uh, in people's families, and it destroys uh, families, truth be told. Uh, we have a, um, a housing uh, facility. We partnered with the Salvation Army in Cleveland um, and at the, at the um, um, Harbor Light District, and that's where we have uh, 14 beds for women or men who have been, uh, who've been dealing with this, this tragic event. Hugh, quick question. Um, like, why, humans, why human trafficking? Why, uh, why this? Because, you know, this is something that, like you said, is, is kind of one of those things that nobody really talks about. Why did you decide to make this your mission? Well, because it was something that uh, me, we as a family that we saw, and uh, I wanted to make it a mission because I didn't think um, people who were trafficked had a voice. Um, I could see, you know, people talk about prostitution, but trafficking is totally different and nobody really understood it. I know when it was first brought to me, I really didn't understand it. Um, I've kind of seen some things firsthand and I go, wow, I wanted to take my platform that I had as a head coach and really make a difference that way. And I think we've, we've made some strides, but we got a long way to go. Yeah, I think that that's for sure from on, on a personal level as well, like, you know, seeing the things that are going on in the world uh, you know, these conversations are things that we need to be having, you know, these, these kind of direct conversations of, hey, you know, this is actually happening. Um, I think a lot of times it is kind of one of those things that you can, you know, think that this is like some kind of far mythical creature. And you, like you were saying, this is actually probably happening, you know, very close to home. Um, so it's like, you know, what would, what would you know, kind of, since we're on this topic, like what would be one thing that you would think that like, um, you know, or like the signs that you know, so if, if somebody's out there, because, you know, I was reading online, like, for example, I, you know, today, in today's world, we're just bombarded with so much information, right? And mm -hmm. I was reading a story about a girl that was trafficked, and she was trafficked by her father. And, you know, this would be, they would be going on vacations, and nobody would even be knowing, but the reason why they were going on the vacations is so he could traffic her. So can you right. just speak to that of, like, where, 
maybe there's there's people out there where this is actually a real thing and like what can you know somebody like me and you what can we do um you know to to like help you know like because i think that's the thing is like obviously this is going on but what do we do to help i think first of all we have to educate ourselves on the signs you just said it because people just don't know they don't get it and sometimes you just hit on it it's dads it's uncles it's aunties it's people that you uh think that are put into authority to put these young kids and sometimes even these older adults in these situations and what happens is they get groomed you know and normally you know as we all know we all have some kind of issue with something you know and so what the tra what the trafficker does he finds his way in and normally it's through social media it could be him walking by you and say hey look your hair looks nice today and normally we've all taught our kids don't speak to strangers you know but for some reason mom and the daughter got into it or mom and the son got into it and so you've been a little vulnerable and so you answer and that person starts to make you feel good and the next thing you know he's just reeling you in you know and, and gonna take you and sell you basically you know uh, you become that particular person's property. They don't let you go. They threaten you. They threaten to hurt your family. They threaten to hurt friends. They do everything imaginable to keep you under their control. And then they use your body for their, their purposes of making money. And it's a sad deal. And that's why we really kicked off strangers to changers. I'm sure you've seen that uh, yeah. social media platform because we want to make a difference. I think people within their community have got to start recognizing things. And obviously our world is in, in a tough spot right now. Uh, we're in need of leadership big time. And I think if everybody would take the challenge within their communities to help somebody, maybe some of these things that I'm talking about will be seen too, you know? So we're trying to uh, make an impact every which way, you know, from the human trafficking side, from the strangers to changer side, I think, you know, if you go to HughJackson.org, you'll be able to see more information. If you go to Strangers to Changers, you'll see more information. And so we're trying to do everything we can to educate first and then give the people the proper tools uh, to help assist these people that have been through this big tragedy. Do you think that this is something that, you know, on a, on a level where, you know, we're bombarded with so much, do you feel that, you know, especially like right now, um, you know, with everything going on with the COVID, with people being on lockdown, with people, you know, I think that's the thing is that I, you know, worry about is like these, when these people are on lockdown, like that's when they're kind of exposed to like even more just, yes. you know, worse conditions. You said it, Jack, because what happens is now the first responders can't get to them, you know, as, as much and officers can't get to them as much because of COVID-19 and you don't know who those particular people have been around, so people are a little less apt to, you know, go help right away. And so um, there's even a bigger issue now. You know, there's 40.3 million people that have been trapped, you know, so uh, it's a problem. I mean, we're talking about this is a billion-dollar business uh, for people. Uh, think about that. that that's, um, that's, that says a lot. And you said it, you know, right now we turn people away from going to the hospitals because of COVID-19. So just imagine what these uh, young uh, women and men could be facing uh, being trafficked. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's awful to think about. It's awful to try to put yourself in their shoes. That's the mm -hmm. thing, it really is. Hugh, um, you know, that is, that is something that, 
I, I can't even put into words, you know, the severity of what's going on in our world. You know, this is, uh, this is also a reason why I wanted to kind of bring you on because this is, you know, in the news right now, a lot of stuff, you know, with this, with this, you know, who knows if it's conspiracy, who knows if it's real, but we, but we do know the facts are that human trafficking is a real thing. Right. Yes. And, yeah. and, and that's, you know, sometimes in, in, especially something that is such bigger than ourselves, we feel so powerless. We see we feel so powerless. So I think that that's, you know, what you're doing with, you know, the strangers, the changers, you know, you know, having the conversation, you know, that was something that I saw with the fans plan is like, you know, I just want to be able to have conversations, you know, I want people to be able to have new conversations. And I think that's how we ultimately as a collective can get somewhere. Um, and it just have, but we have to have those conversations. We have to actually like, look at the, like what's going on. Like you said, like, this is a billion dollar industry, right? Money. This is a huge money system. You know, it's a system that they've created to entrap people in this system and, and keep them there and do whatever they please with them. And so it's like, you know, that's why I think what we're doing is so powerful, you know, trying to create change. You know, I spoke to, you know, a lot of people and a few guests that I've had on, all of them are trying to create change in their, you know, their way. And that was something that, you know, inspired me, you know, seeing with what you're doing is because, you know, you're doing something that not a lot of people, you know, number one, you've got the name recognition, you're, you know, a successful, you know, coach, right? You've made it to the highest level of the highest of highs. But beyond that, beyond the football game, you actually care. You actually care about this tragic thing that's been going on and that is going on, that is a real situation. And obviously, like you said, with, with COVID-19, this is, this is worse than ever. This is worse than ever. So I think that's the thing is that we got to get more out there. We got to get together more. You know, and that's why I'm glad we're on this call today because you know, little, little, we can do so much, but together we can really make things happen. And we really can change the situation. Absolutely. And I just can't thank you enough. You said something a second ago is connecting people so they can have a conversation. And that's exactly what fans plan is doing and giving back to them for their information as well. And so that was your vision. Um, you believed in it uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, nothing was going to shake your confidence or your belief on how it was going to get done. And I just don't think people understand it wasn't just, this was just a thought that came into your mind. You had honestly planned this out. I watched you read book after book after book after book uh, to put that knowledge in you because knowledge is power. And then I watched you put it into action and you did it yourself, your way. And I think that right there speaks volumes to what can be done and to take it to a human trafficking situation, watching what you've created, how you've done it, makes me truly feel in the future we can do something for human trafficking to make it to where when there are signs that there's a button to push, you know, that somebody can immediately get the resources that they need right away to get them out of a bad situation before it turns into something that totally ruins their life, you know, and I think that's one way of really being able to give back. If we can just save one person uh, a month from this, because I'm, I'm, we're talking about 40.3 million people that are affected across the world with this. And so if we can help in any way, and obviously I know fans plan can uh, because of the family atmosphere that you create uh, and then you give people a chance to, uh, to tell their stories, to, um, 
be very to own their stories. And so I think that's just fantastic. Yeah, it's really, it, it is, it is fun to watch. It is fun to watch and see people as a collective come together. And, you know, even if people right now are so new, the environment is so new, people don't really know, you know, what to do, how to do it, all those things. But just seeing people get, get inspired and say, Hey, this is cool. This is like, to me, like, that's what I've done this for is, is that one person out there. It's like, yeah, I want to help a, a lot of people. But I think that for me, it's always been about how can I just help the next person? Yes. And I just help the person that's right in front of me. How can I help the, the person that's, you know, still going through it, you know, where, I, where I've been fortunate to come through a lot of things in my life. And that's where I feel is that I feel just a calling in my life to like turn around and give that back because, you know, people are needing us. People need, you know, Hugh Jackson, people need, like you said, people need something like that, a hitting of a button. You know, these are, these are things that if we don't have these conversations, we can't ever come up with these ideas. You know, Absolutely. and it's like, that's the thing that blew my mind with when I did start working on the fans plan was that, you know, my team would come to me, they say, oh, this, this can be do this is doable. This is doable. And then I'm thinking on the other head, like, why hasn't somebody done this? Right. right? And I think, and you brought up a good point just right then. Like, why, why haven't we made like, you know, a tool, right. With the social media, Phil, but why haven't we, you know, made these, these safety channels, you know, cause really that's what it is. Why haven't we made these safety channels to protect, you know, our, ourselves, protect our kids, protect, you know, our families and our, our friends. And I think that, you know, it's like I spoke last week with, uh, with uh, Tim's story and it was about, you know, how these systems have been put in place. And if you look at what the definition of a system is, like a system is literally something that is like put in place to hold things in a certain manner. Right. And so it's like, we've got to create new systems. You know, that was the whole thing that I, I take away from, you know, just my daily life and everything that I'm learning and read by reading these books as well is that the way people change the things is, is not by fighting the old system, but is to build new systems. It Which is that it because people are used to normal. Okay. People get stuck in the normal, but just because it's normal don't mean it's right. And just because it's normal don't mean you can't do it better. And that's why I'm so excited about what you've done, you know, because there's other platforms. We all know that. Sure. But this is different. It's a little bit different than the norm. So people have to get used to it, as you said earlier. And I think that's what it is, because there's been all these other platforms and they've been what they've been. And it's fine likes and all that stuff. And you get nothing for it. You yeah. know, what your situation is you have a chance to also have tell your story and get paid for it. So you just said it. So when I think of that, I think of how do we keep creating things that maybe aren't, aren't normal, but it's going to help impact our world. Okay. Because when I think of people being on airplanes, everybody's on some type of social platform, you know, watching something or looking at something, just imagine, because one of the biggest travesties is a man comes out, gets these young ladies, put them on a plane to take them somewhere. And somebody's sitting next to them going, that doesn't look right. That is not, dad that is not the uncle mm -hmm. but they don't know what to do yep just so imagine if there was some way to press something so when they get off the plane at least we could verify that this person is who we think they should be yep. with this person. that would make a huge difference across the world with human trafficking and we can do it you know we can be the change that we are looking for you know, I truly believe that. I, I always tell, you know, my partner, Rachel, I always tell her that. And I believe that. 
I believe that, you know, we keep looking around wanting some change, but I think the change is going to come from us. Absolutely. And I believe you two guys are really changers. Uh, your family's a changer. Rachel's outstanding. That beautiful little girl. Uh, trust me, uh, you guys are changers. That means a lot coming from you, Hugh. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, you know, knowing what I know about Hugh Jackson, I know that Hugh Jackson is a changer as well. And I know that Hugh Jackson is also something that we, like you spoke to as well, you know, we are in need of leadership. You know, can you just speak to that? Um, and uh, can you, because I think a lot of people, you know, especially my particular audience, I think a lot of people out there, they just feel stuck. And, yes. you, know, and you know how I know that? Because I feel that way on a lot of days. And so mm -hmm. can you just speak to that and speak to like, you know, what a leader does, you know, when they get kicked in the mouth, what a leader does whenever, you know, the things just aren't going as scheduled. Can you just speak to that? Yeah, and you all, you just said it, Jack. It's not going to always go right, you know, and I think people have to understand that that is this thing called life. Life has a lot of different roads and challenges and, and excitement and good times too, and we want more good than we want bad. But I hope what people understand is in the good, I mean, in the bad is what I should, where you can find the good. Because uh, it challenges you to push you to another level. You know, when everything's just comfortable and you're just floating along, I don't think people really become the best version of themselves until you hit a roadblock, until you really need somebody to lead you or you lead yourself somewhere to where you want to go. Can you truly understand the challenges of life and what it's like to get knocked down, get back up and keep going? We all know people who get knocked down and don't get back up. Yeah. We, we, have those people and we look at them and go, how can you not get back up and keep fighting? Because it maybe the next punch or the next run, whatever that is, you might burst through. And so people have a tendency to stop. So that's the reason why I think the world, in my opinion, likes to be led. For the most part, that's the way we kind of came up. We had teach, we had mother and father, we had teachers, we had coaches, we had all kinds of people who led us and we believed in them. And they showed us our value and showed us how we could get our value. And so we took that. Well, as you started to get older, you start realizing that maybe some of the things you were taught when you were younger or as you were coming up and nothing against moms and dads, because that's what they knew. All they knew was what they knew. And you can't fault them for that. But you have to keep searching for what is right. Okay. And in this day and time, we're going in so many different directions right now. We don't, we don't know who to believe when it comes just about even this COVID, you know? One time it was wear mask, don't wear masks, then it was wear masks. Oh no, now you need eyeglasses. It's all kind of stuff going on. So you really don't know. So that's what I'm saying. When you have great leadership, great leadership is able to galvanize a group of people because they believe in the message and they understand that this person is working their tell off to be the best they can be, not just for themselves, but for you too. And, and leadership to me is unflinching and there is no price for leadership because great leadership means that we're going to win. And that's what our country needs right now. We need somebody that we can get behind in order to defeat this virus that we're dealing with. We, we have so many different things every day that's coming from all over the place. I've never had one person tell us, this is how we're gonna do this and this is what we're gonna do and let's go do it. It just seems like it, there's all kinds of things. So leadership is the ability 
to have people see your vision. And then it's the ability to give people the resources and tools that they need to help you with that vision and have it happen for you. That's very true. You know, and you, you spoke as well, you know, to the fact that people want to be led. You spoke to the fact of, you know, all these things. And one of the things that I've kind of coined, because I really believe it, is that your breakthrough could just be right around the corner, you know? Mm -hmm. And I heard a long time ago, I heard a motivational speaker say, and it really just clicked with me. And this is why I've always, you, you, you always, you know, tease me and things like that. But this is why I'm able to get to the spot is because I always hold this in my head. And it's just that your breakthrough could be one more mile down the road, just one more mile. So you can't give up, you know? And you have, have one more mile, you, you know how it is when you're tired, when you're running a mile, you know? And it's like- exactly. you do it, we were working out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We, we kept pushing. I mean, exactly. you haven't done it for a while, but you say, you know what, I'm gonna keep going right now. But I had, a, but it helped, it helped that I had you. You know, I think that's the thing that we need leaders. We need people that push us out of our comfort zone. We need people or pull us out of our comfort zone. Push Absolutely. us or pull us. And Absolutely. I think that's the thing you spoke to is like, you know, that right now just things are so, the, the misinformation, the information, is, you know, overload is just who do you trust? Who do you listen to? Where do you get your source from? And I think that as we go forward, you know, I think that's also why I see fans plan being a very, you know, instrumental tool in people's lives is because like where you get your news is a big deal, you know, and yeah. unfortunately, most people are getting their, their news from social media. Yeah. But you said it, Jack, I mean, people have to be very careful of what you let into your head. Because we have to understand everybody's trying to paint a narrative. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's all about money. You know, we need TV ratings, we need this, we need that. And so people have to be very careful of what they hear uh, and make it factual, unless things are really showing itself that way. And, and you said it best, we might, sometimes we gotta pull, sometimes we gotta push. But what I've also learned in leadership, you also need disruptors. Mm. You need people who are gonna challenge mm. sometimes the things that are wrong. And when you challenge things that are wrong, everybody kind of comes at you, you know? And yeah. so the person who is not afraid of that fight got a chance to make it happen. And I know a lot of people that are afraid of that fight because all of a sudden you can lose your value. You can lose who you are. I mean, who, who you think you are. Yeah. But you can't get worried about those things. If you truly believe in something and if you're truly a leader for change, you have to stand on the soapbox and put it out there because God has given that to you. And that's what drew me to you so much. You are a spiritual man. You believe everything that's happening in your life today and past is God's doing. And at the end of the day, if we just took that approach, we all have a chance to be better because I truly believe there is a higher being to all of this. 100%, 100%, especially right now, you know, with everything going on in the world, you know, I, I like to think that this is some kind of higher power bringing this all together. Um, that's what I really believe. And that's what I, that's what I'm putting the energy out there that this is what this is all about is, is bringing people together. Um, just because that's, you know, if you look at history, there's always those things that, that, that the people had to go through, right. And in order to like collectively come together and say, okay, like this is now quote unquote, like what we accept. This is no, this is the new norm or whatever you want to call it. This is acceptable. And I think that's the thing is like, you know, like you said, you got to be careful, you know, especially today, you got to be careful, like, you know, where you get your news, you got to be careful watching the news and saying that that was, you know, factual information. There, there's a lot of things out there 
that'll get people off their path. You know, it'll get people off their path and it'll get people just uh, paralyzed, you know, because that's what fear does. It just paralyzes you and then just makes you just, you're not going to be good for anything. Right. And so yeah. I've, I've always tried to, because I know the fear is there. There's always going to be those, 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 those bad boogeymans. Yes. It's just a matter of me staying laser in, layers of focus on what I got. Because there's always going to be stuff that I can't control out of my pay grade, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I think. Old normal, Jack, and what the old normal was. Just I'm just saying as a working man who worked every day to all of a sudden you can't go to work. Yeah. But the dad or mom who always wanted to spend more time with their kids. So now you were forced to. Okay. And it's just interesting to find out some parents really enjoyed it. Some parents, they really struggled because what was normal to them was getting up every day and going to work. What became different was being on Zoom calls and the technology that has all of a sudden just made a huge explosion in the ability to communicate on a whole different level. Okay. And to me, um, you know, those people who always wanted that opportunity to be with their families, now all of a sudden they're, they're catching themselves and going, well, wait a minute, I do have it. Why is it th- this, this doesn't feel right though. You know, it's not the way, because it's not normal. It's not that they were, didn't want to be around their kids or anything like that. They had got so used to the routine of going to work every day, not being a mom or dad. Somebody else was doing it because your kid went to school. They had them until 4 o'clock. You got them later on. You fed them dinner, and the cycle kept going. Well, like you said, I think what God said is, now, wait a minute. Here it is. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do those things. And I get it. Some people lost jobs. Some people lost wages. I, and, I, and I sympathize with that, and I have great empathy for that. But at the same time, what did you gain? What did you gain and how did you get better during that time when you couldn't do the things that were normal in your life? Mm. That's a very good point. You know, one of the things that I've gained through this is definitely perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. And I think that is something that we can all take and say, you know, what did we gain from this? Um, and I think we should ask ourselves that every day because it, things are evolving every day. Things are evolving. Yes. And I think that it's constantly, you want to constantly kind of be doing a checkup and check in with yourself and say, Hey, what am I learning here? What am I, what's missing? What's not take inventory. Yes. You know, that's one thing that I think the great, the great people that not even the greats, just people that want to be great. That's what they do. They take inventory of their life and they say, this is the reality of where I am. This is where I want to go. What do I need to do to facilitate that type of change in my life? Yes. And be forward thinkers, you know, and that's what I, again, I, I know I, how I feel about you. I just, you had that thought. You are a forward thinker where a lot of people are just going along to get along and they're stuck, just like you said. Instead of thinking about what else is out there, what else can I create? What else can I impact and make a huge difference in? It's really amazing because I go to the bank now, you go to Chase and they're saying they're running out of coins. (laughs) I bank at Bank of America and they just, they've they've shut my banks down down here. I can't even go to the bank. Yeah, is that amazing? I mean, I it's like, I would have seen today. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, what is going on here? So to me, in my mind, all those things are flashpoints for me. They're, they're, they're things that people need to start understanding. If they're happening now, okay, mm-hmm. can you imagine what a year from now may look like or two years from now may look like? So if you could just get stuck and say, well, they just ran out of change because of whatever, or the yeah. bank is closed because of whatever. No, that normally doesn't happen. So you better be a forward thinker and make sure you're prepared because these things are really happening in real time. So 
you got the people who are ready, the people who understand how to adapt and move with today's world because the world is changing, as you said, every day, they will be okay. But imagine how many people are not. They don't get it. They can't see it. They don't understand what that looks like, feels like, or even might even, whatever might even happen. I'm worried about those people. because I'm really worried. I'm really worried because, you know, one of the things that I've always kind of harped on with, with Rachel, you know, my girlfriend is, and it's, and it's true. It's very true. And it's sad. It's sad. It's the sad truth. And the sad truth is, is that unfortunately, most people, they only learn by pain. Mm-hmm. They only, that, that's the only time they'll actually move is when something really painful happens. And then they'll say, oh, this is painful. I got to move. Yes. And I'm like, I'm really worried about, you know, a lot of people out there because a lot of people are still, like you said, they've got their blinders on. It's like, this isn't affecting me. This is, uh, when will it be over? Whatever they thinking. And I'm like you, this may never be over. This may Absolutely. never be over. You don't know. You need to be thinking forward. You need to be thinking, hey, what, you know, big and, you know, I'm, every day I'm ha- we're having conversations in this house that aren't easy to have, but you got to have them. That's yeah. the thing is that you got to have them. And if, because if you don't have them, and then you are caught with your pants down. Well, then now you got a real mess. You just said it. I think people have to just be more intentional on every level about what is happening so that you can have the right conversations. Mm. Because if you don't, uh, if they sneak up on you, it might be too late. Yep. And you're, you're stuck in something. What do you think people can do? Like, what do you think people should be doing right now in this time of like, like to get prepared just for the, the unknown? What do you think people should be doing? But you said it, you, that word that you just used, and it will be different for everybody. Preparing. Mm-hmm. Preparing for if all of a sudden money is not even able to be used anymore. Mm-hmm. Preparing if all of a sudden you don't have, money might not be able to buy you food. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of different things that were going on with the food industry as well, you know, at one. So what happens if that really uh, happens the way things were heading at one time and it got really bad? Um, are you going to be able to feed your family? You know, uh, do you have enough? Um, and I get it. Everybody don't have cash where they can put away just in case if something happens in their home. But are you really prepared for something out of the ordinary to happen over the next year uh, to where that you can function. And those are real conversations that need to happen in the house. And people are afraid to have them because they're going, well, I hear what people are saying, but maybe not. But what if you don't and something happens and you're not prepared? So I would say just what you, get prepared. Get prepared for anything. I'm not saying prepare for 10 things, but prepare for five things that you know that can really upset your family and your world very quickly Mm -hmm. and if it happens you're not surprised you're moving forward the best you can and i think people have to have those conversations and be intentional about having those conversations i agree completely and i think you said it. it's all about being intentful you know Mm -hmm. and knowing you know like the reality of the situation and just kind of like you know saying hey guys this is the reality of where we're at Yes, yes. And people, and everything, I think that's the thing is too, I think the people that are going to really come out of this, you know, whole situation is going to be the people, you know, it's going to be the strong, the strongest and the mightiest stuff us all. I mean, it really will be. It'll be the people that uh, said, you know what, I'm not going to let it affect me, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be aware uh, yes. that this is actually going on, you know? Jack, think of the people. I think it's COVID. just more than one thing that's going on. I think we're so, you know, we're so laser yes. focused in on the COVID and then it's like, 
the economic crash. It's like there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on in this world that people aren't even paying attention to. No, think about it, Jack. There's people who just take the simplest term. There's people who don't want to wear masks. Oh, yeah. In or is when they've been told they need to. I don't want to. I don't have to. Well, somebody told me, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, regard, it's not about you. It's about the person that you may give something to, you know? And, and so that's what I'm saying. There's people who can't adapt. And I think those people are going to struggle because they're so used to it being their way. They've made it to say, I'm not doing that. This doesn't matter to well, me. Well, that's the whole thing is that we live, we live in America right mm -hmm. we've never had we've never went without of anything right no so we are entitled people we are do we do think that we deserve the best of everything we do think that we deserve to be able to walk down to the 7-eleven and you know get a, get all the sneakers we want and i fear for the day that when that doesn't happen when when people can't just go to the store and get what they want because we are because most people live in such a bubble right now like you said and then like like i've also said that unfortunately most people are going to wait until something really painful happens and then it's like, I'm getting squeezed and now I have to make a decision. And now, now I'm making a, you know, it's a flight or flight, you know, decision. And then that we, we know how those decisions work. Ultimately, they just, they're not, they're not well, great. A lot, of, a lot of money who are used to their money, making it happen for them. what happens if money doesn't matter anymore? Yeah. What happens? What happens if people, how do they make it? Yeah. You know, because that can really happen. We're starting. We're sitting with the coins. I hear pretty soon dollars are going to be obsolete. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I figured the whole thing was that we're cashless society. That's what they want. You know, they want to. They they definitely want to be able to track you, tell you where you go and to spend your money over here, over there. You can, and you can. That's what people are doing now today. Yeah, yeah. Make it where it's mandatory. You don't know that it's happening. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. It's because that's where we're where we're at. No, that's the thing is that it's that's where we're at as a society and people, you know, again, most people don't focus on things until it's like right in their face. Right. You know, I think, well, this has been a good talk. I, I'll say I was leave it to this. Um, you know, what what do you want people to know about Hugh Jackson? You know, last thing is like, what do you want people to know about Hugh Jackson? And let's say that people want to reach out to you. How do they do that? Those are two things. Just you got the, you got the four. Yeah, I think they want to reach out to me. Obviously, they can reach out to me through Fans Plan. Um, I'm, I'm on there, um, and I will definitely get back to them, obviously, through the foundation, through HughJackson.org, and through StrangersToChangers.org. Uh, so those things, uh, uh, they can get me, and I will definitely get back to them, or my executive assistant, Kimberly, will get back to them for me um, so they can do that. What I think most that I want people to know is I'm no different than them. Um, I um, had to work my tail off to get to where I was. Uh, I'm a two-time former head coach. Um, there's, um, uh, this is the 100-year history of the National Football League this year. There's only been 18 minority head coaches in the 100-year history of the National Football League, whether they were offense or defense. It doesn't matter. And so for that, I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had, but I worked for those. Nobody gave it to me. I didn't have a dad that was in coaching or anything like that. Nobody handed me anything. I had to work. I had to get out, get grimy, and do the work in order to attain that. And I want everybody to know that you can too. You can accomplish your dreams if you have a vision and a strategy and a, a, a dedication and a determination to make it happen. And there's a lot of ways that I think people give up. When they're on their way, they, they give up. And you might get knocked down a time or two when you're heading there, 
but don't mean you're not going to get there. I mean, just like we said earlier, you have to keep pushing through because the reward might be right on the other side. And that's the way I've always conducted my life. Hey, trust me, I've had my ass kicked up over my shoulders a couple of times, but no one would ever know that because I'm going to keep fighting because I don't know any other way. You know, I'm not going to lay down and, and just take it because I don't know how to do that because I don't think that's the way it should be. Uh, just because something didn't work right in one place don't mean it won't work in another. And I think people have to understand that, but you have to have the strength, the inner strength to keep going. And that's who I am. I don't know how to stop, you know, and I will never stop. And I'm like anybody, I want it all, you know, I, I, I do, because I think that's what's out there for everybody. The land of milk and honey, we're in it. You know, now it's different <laughs> to what it was, but we're in it. And that's who I am. You know, I don't know any other way. I love my, my family, my kids, you know, that is, that is so important to me, my friends, the relationships, but I also like impacting people. I like impacting lives because I think that's what we're all put here to do is to give back to somebody. Somebody helped me attain my goals. I'm trying to do something I can to help somebody else attain their goals as well. That's what it's all about. And, you know, being an impact for change, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's where it's at. You know, I think a lot of people make an impact. But I think the people that are making an impact for the change is that's around the campfire that I want to be around. Mm -hmm. And so we thank you for your time, Hugh. We thank you for, you know, getting on here, giving us, you know, uh, a different side of you that most, most people never see. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for, you know, your being authentic and just being, you know, transparent with our audience. And so, so thank you for that. And, uh, and we'll just stop talking before they get bored. You got it. Well, Jack, I want to tell you, thank you. And please give Rachel my best and that little beautiful girl. I appreciate you guys being a huge part of my life. I'm, I, I'm so proud to watch what you're accomplishing from afar. I know it's not even anywhere close to where this will be, but to watch you scratch, claw, dream, and make it happen, again, should tell everybody you can do what you want to do if you have the right plan and you have the right determination and nobody can stand in your way. I mean, people will put barriers up there from time to time. What I should say may look like barriers, but they're not, they're just challenges. And if you take it that way, and if you push through it and you find a way around those challenges, I promise you, you will be successful. Boom, I love it, man. And I love you. Thank you for your time here. Love you back, brother. You guys take care now. Hold on one second.